Hey everyone, it's Jerry at the Fledge. Welcome for, to another episode of Every Damn Day. Today on the show, we have Ryan Miller with Men's Resiliency Project, or I'm adding project, it's Men's Resiliency. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm well, thank you. Where are you at today? I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, so uh, you, you're you a recent... Uh, Transplant to Madison? Yeah, that's the right term. Word. Yeah, we moved from capital to capital, from Lansing to Madison, um, let's see, two and a half months ago, and it's been an awesome transition. After we got through the stressful move, it's been smooth sailing. I know that uh, like city planners and economic development people compare Madison and Lansing uh, to each other because of the capital city, and you've got a Big Ten school there. They also do mm -hmm. it, I think, with Columbus. Uh, is it close? Is it like Lansing? I can see that. I can see a blend of Lansing and Ann Arbor, but they but kind of have has like a bit of a feel of both. So cooler than Lansing, but not quite as cool as Ann Arbor. <laughs> I don't know if there's a comparison there. I just say that because <laughs> my U of M affiliation. Uh, okay. Now you know I'm a love Lansing guy for sure. Um, though we I, can don't like that. I don't like that phrase though. You want to talk about that for the next half an hour? What's that? Love? Love Lansing. Oh, no, I don't like the phrase. The yeah, We won't go down there. Okay. I'll talk about next that time. on some other show. So today you've got the Men's Resiliency Project. And I know you, you've got several projects that you and I could have talked about. But this one, I think uh, it's, it's, it's really special. And I know it's special to you. So would you mind spending some time talking to us about it and telling yeah. us also about yourself? Yeah, for sure. And you said it, there's been a lot of projects along the way. And I think this, you know, this is the one that um, all those projects were temporary in the sense that they were guiding me to men's resiliency. I, you know, I landed here and this one feels true to my heart. This feels like what I've been called to do. And um, I don't know about you, but when I hear the word masculinity, whether it's external or not, I cringe. And that's just a natural first reaction. Masculinity doesn't have to be that way. Um, and that's what men's resiliency is here to do. We're here to explore masculinity and what it means to us and, and redefine it in a more positive way. There's, there's certainly a stigma uh, with masculinity that you know, it, it ties to so many things and I, I don't want to go into those yet. Um, cause I think you'll probably take me there. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely know what you mean. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but before we get, dive too far, what about you? Tell us something about you. We got to learn mm. something new about sure, life. For sure. All right. Well, I'll start with the basics. Um, I'm 36. I'm married to my wife of a year and a half. And we live with our dog, Jax. He's a 55-pound Sharpe Shepherd. He's got his own backyard now, so he's the king. He's the you know, king of that space. Um, a bit about myself, my background. Uh, I faced addiction my entire life. So as early, as early as my memories go, I was using food to cope with emotions. Um, then it turned into alcohol, and then it turned into prescription drugs. And I got, you know deep i got you know and so um 
I'll be four years, you know, soberish since uh, this Christmas will be a four years soberish and it, basically in recovery is what I mean. Um, addiction is not, to me, addiction is not like you're not recovered when you stop taking the drug or, and I think you can still continue the use of a drug in a more responsible way. It's your relationship to it, which is the addiction, in my opinion. That's my experience. Well, congratulations for four years of being safer, um, Thanks. <laughs> if you will. I'm, you know, I'm a harm reduction guy. Mm -hmm. um, so whether people are using or not isn't the measure for me. It's whether you're safe or not. And right um, so glad for that. You brought Refuge Recovery to us um, back in the day. Uh, so a couple of things I learned real quick. I didn't know you were 36. I thought you were much younger than me. <laughs> it's the, uh, you know, I don't have that many wrinkles to show for it yet. I've been blessed with, well, I mean, kind of blessed. I've been inside a lot of my life. So, <laughs> you know, the sun hasn't had a chance to damage me as much as maybe as it otherwise could have. I want to point out that Alyssa Turksack brought refuge recovery to Lansing and I helped continue it too. So, oh, yeah. Mad props to Alyssa for, for, I don't know where I'd be without refuge recovery. So, and she brought that to us. So that's, that's a fact. And I, I actually want to ask her to be on the show for refuge that, recovery. Um, that would be cool. Because uh, I was wrong because I thought you had, mm -hmm. you had a different project, but thanks for pointing that out. For sure. Um, the other thing I learned is it's been a year and a half since you and uh, Megan got married. Seems yeah. like a lot less time than that. My goodness. I but know. I guess it's, it's the COVID time is always messing things up too, right? Yeah. Time is standing still and it's gone on forever right now. Yeah. So, all right. Now back to men's resiliency. Uh, what's this mean? What's it, what's it do? What's it? Tell us more, please. Yeah. So I'm definitely, we're definitely in the exploration phase right now. I have a vision that um, through men's resiliency, we'll, we will be connecting men with themselves and each other. So first and foremost, we're connecting with ourselves and with each other. So we're serving men. Um, men are going to be able to gather together in a safe space, explore masculinity. We're not going to, you know, if you come to one of our meetings, we're not going to tell you what masculinity is or how you have to be, we're here to explore it together in a safe space. Um, and uh, let's see what else. So we're in the infancy, like I said, so I'm, I'm right now I'm creating content on Instagram, posting it to Instagram and Facebook. And I will also be offering one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I'm a certified health coach through Integrative Nutrition and I, so I'm a health coach and we'll be focusing on um, healthy masculine embodiment. So, uh, uh, you know, I love that you're saying it's not about telling you what it is and fixing you and all the things that a lot of programs try to do. You know, you're kind of taking that, that mentoring approach that mm -hmm. it seems like we've been talking about that at the Fledge every day for the past month for some reason. Um, but that, that journey, what's that journey look like? Where are, do people know what toxic masculinity is? 
Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think we, I think, I think, yes, we're all affected by it. We've all, we've all been touched by it. We all know the symptoms of toxic masculinity. Um, we may be more or less familiar with, um, the, what it feels like, how it comes about, like how it's created and, you know, that, that realm, the, the roots of it, but we definitely are all affected by it. You know, um, toxic masculinity, or I'm kind of playing with the word destructive masculinity because it doesn't have that same, like, judgmental tone, a little bit of judgment to it. So, um, but destructive masculinity affects the LGBTQ community. They're oppressed by toxic masculinity and toxic humanity. It can be men or women, masculine or feminine, but it's coming from this place of, of oppression. And so we, we see it, if, you know, we see it everywhere. It, it, it shows itself in racism, um, oppression of all forms. So, so when I hear that term, you know, toxic masculinity, I think of a football player almost immediately. And I'm <laughs> sorry to all my great football player friends, but I just, I mean, it's a locker room and it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's uh, the grunting and the sweating and the being whatever, but it's not. That's toxic masculinity in some form for me even thinking that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's because it's everywhere. It's it everywhere. is everywhere. It is you, you had mentioned like the LBGTQ, so a trans male or a mm -hmm. trans man could have toxic masculinity. You know, it's not gender tied to some, you know, the, the other argument about uh, trans. Absolutely. Um, and Claire did point out yesterday, uh, our friend Claire Powers, about uh, toxic uh, feminism, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is also interesting. So for sure, um, what's the, what's the journey look like? You think like if, if I came to you, what's our journey going to look like? Mm, that's a great question. So I can tell you what it looked like in me. And so first recognizing that it's a part of me, it's not me. But it's a part of me and I'm still working on it. I'm not I'm not here saying that, you know, I'm all done. I've got it wiped it all out and I'm not toxic or destructive in any way. It's very, very clear not not the case. Um, my the relationship with Megan, my wife, reminds me regularly that I still have it within me. And, you know, so recognizing it when it comes up and that comes up in when I'm feeling super defensive or getting angry at her for <laughs> having her own wants and needs, you know, like the, the, the reaction that comes up within me. So identifying that. So we'll, you know, go through, identify it and then see how it's affecting our lives. Um, that's an important first step. I know it's painful. It doesn't sound very fun, but we got to start there. It, it sounds a lot like, uh, like with racism and being anti-racist and, 
you know, I would say that I'm not a racist, but I still have these racist blind spots and I still act in racist ways or I do racist actions that I don't necessarily see. Is it very similar to that? Absolutely. That's a, you said it. It is, it's often a blind spot. We don't mean to. We don't mean to. And that's why I don't, why I don't want to bring judgment into it because as soon as we identify it, it's going to, it's probably going to hurt. I know it hurts me. Like, I'm like, oof, that hurts. And now I got to do something about it. And if I'm defensive because of maybe because I've been shamed about it, I'm, you know, I'm going to push away and it's going to be so much harder to change. I, um, a, a few years ago, I, uh, I posted something on Facebook about, I said, I'm a monster. And it was, um, I can't remember what it had to do with, but it was something very subtle where I felt defensive and I just puffed up and I felt myself <laughs> puff up and I didn't act on it, but that might've been my first big epiphany mm. on my toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, Cause I know I can still turn, I can still square up, I can still flex mm. some, you know, mm. and I still feel it. Mm. And, um, you know, and my dad got really upset. Why do you think that was? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not here to psychoanalyze anyone, but you know, there's a good chance when we're feeling defensive, it's coming from from that place. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh man, I I don't even I don't even know. There's so many things to talk about in this subject, and I love that you know we're talking to you in your your birth of the idea phase, because mm -hmm. this isn't the phase of your project where you have all of the answers. Mm -hmm. um, what, what are some of your next steps, not necessarily with how you're gonna, uh, uh, you know, walk on this journey with all of us, but what's your next step to figure out what it is that you're gonna do? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I, you know, I always wanna keep this like, this, this not knowing exactly what it is that, you know, I like, like having that openness. So I definitely want to keep it, but it's especially fresh right now. And I think my plans and intentions right now is to first step, start a group where we gather. And it's going to be a free offering to anyone who self-identifies as male. And we'll gather and talk about masculinity in general and how we, you know, how we embody it and how we'd like to embody it. Um, and so we'll start there. And I think that the rest will come organically out of that. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that sounds like a spectacular start. Uh, we were, you've got some hypotheses right, right, right now, right? Yeah. Um, and you'll be, that'll be pretty easy to test those. Uh, yeah. So when's it all going to start? That's a great question. It's October. It's October, mid-October right now. We'll start early November. Okay. And I'll have and, more on that soon. And we can find you on Instagram in yes. some way? Yes. Uh, men's Resiliency on Instagram. And I'll, and I'll definitely put that um, in the comments or whatever, the description of the video so people can right. do it. And when we share it, we'll put that out. Excellent. So, so yesterday, Claire Powers, uh, Becoming Heroic, 
uh, she has a question for you. And her question was, um, what do you think the root cause of toxic masculinity is? I, I love that question. I, I watched the um, Every Damn Day yesterday with Claire, and I loved all of it. And that question honestly broke down so many walls and barriers within me. When I started thinking about it, I've been thinking about it pretty much nonstop since she asked. And, you know, the root of it is as boys, we're taught to close off a, a part of ourselves. And that part of ourselves is an incredibly important to growing and thriving as a human. And so when we show vulnerability, when we show emotion, our peers and maybe even the adults in our vicinity tell us that we can't have those emotions. They're not okay. So we close down to it. And in closing down to it, we shut a part of ourselves off. And over time, we forget about that part of ourselves and we don't think that's us. And event, you know, it's healing to realize that we can embody that and not be just soft and vulnerable and emotional. We can be those and courageous and strong and resilient. So I think that's the root of it is cutting part of ourselves off, the, essentially the feeling side of us off. Yeah. Um, I, how do you how do you go through the practice of finding a root cause? Like, do you have a methodology for that? Or mm. <laughs> being very honest with myself. So, like, I have a meditation practice, but just being honest, like, I'll present myself with a, a situation, uh, and I say, "Man, I'm feeling defensive. Why am I feeling defensive? It's not because that other person did something." Why, what about me? Like what inside me is defensive and why do I feel I need to defend a part of myself? If I, am I not comfortable with this aspect of myself? So I have to, you know, block it and protect it. Um, so I guess it starts there. Just being honest with myself. Yeah. I like, uh, that question. Why that's the important part. I think mm -hmm. is people to really get to that root cause. You got to ask yourself why a mm -hmm. bunch of times. Um, I got another little challenge for you. I didn't talk to you about it, so sorry about that. <laughs> but this isn't some soft uh, interview here. This is hard. <laughs> right. um, so Claire often talks about the difference between resilience and anti-fragile. Has that gone through your mind at all? Or do you know what she means? So, yeah, my understanding, let me know if this is how, you, how she understands it or you understand it, but that resiliency is kind of like, um, when an adverse event comes in our lives, we're able to bounce back. But anti-fragile is like when an adverse event comes in our life, we grow stronger and we overcome and get better. Yeah. And I think she would say she exactly that. But she might also add a little bit that that, you know, it, it, that that event never affected us. It wasn't we were anti-fragile. We weren't mm -hmm. in a position to ever feel i think she does that a little bit and i kind of see that perspective it's almost like a preventative proactive way to being resilient i see so, so it's a it seems like yeah it's a really nice reframe i like that it's almost like 
there's nothing, there's no bad, there's no wrong. It's just forward always. It's like that succeed or learn strategy we have at the Fledge um, that, you know, we don't fail. We either succeed mm -hmm. or we learn. Mm -hmm. um, so, all right, tomorrow is Brian Town with Michigan Creative. And you have the opportunity to ask him a question. What question would you like to ask him? Uh, Brian, I'd like to know what purpose does creativity play in our lives? And I think he's going to absolutely love that question. Um, so I'm going to ask you, will you answer that same question? What purpose does creativity play in our lives? Yes. I, you know, honestly, for, for me, I'm finding that it, it brings me purpose. Um, with, without the ability to have this complex problem in front of me and then creatively go about solving it or, or approaching it, I stagnate and I get bored and, you know, I get depressed and I get sad and, um, feel like life is meaningless. So creativity gives me purpose. I love that answer. Um, I love to, yeah, I love that answer. Found <laughs> any more than that. Um, all right, I'm gonna take care of a couple housekeeping things real quick. Uh, one is that uh, you know, subscribe to the Fledges YouTube channel. Uh, 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one is next Sunday or this upcoming Sunday at 3 p.m. And every damn day airs every damn day at 2 p.m. So as we go out, Ryan, is there anything you want to add? Anything you want to say uh, to leave us with? Hmm. Honestly, you're doing a good job. Everyone, you're doing a good job. Keep going. Keep, keep being strong, brave, resilient. Um, we're on Instagram, Men's Resiliency and mensresiliency.com. Uh, stay tuned for future events, and I look forward to connecting with, with everyone soon. I love it. Thank you so very much, Ryan, and I yeah. love your project. I think that this is a problem we have in our community, that you are taking the time and energy and being innovative and creative to come up with a solution, and we really need it to strengthen our community. So thanks for making our community stronger. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. You too. Talk to you soon. See ya.